0: uh hello there welcome to monday it's a bonus should we call it like the naughtiest naughty extra like we all the do, yeah. uh, all the sort of like pop idol extra sort of thing back in the day. This is the this is the behind the scenes sort of thing where you've got like uh, Stephen Mulhern doing like no, the naughtiest got more naughties or whatever. I don't know. Maybe yeah, go- we need
1: to go Abithan and it needs to be like you know the way there was a Abitha uncovered. Maybe this needs to be the naughtiest naughty uncovered.
0: Oh yeah, it's like what was that show that was on ITV? Was it, oh, it was about the um, oh like the travel reps? It was uh, it was one of them shows that Club I always. Yeah, club reps. I always saw was it on the amazing. T- I saw it on the TV guy, but being like seven or eight at the time, it was always like it would come on and I'd get ushered out of the room like, quick, get out, get out, you can't be watching club reps. Maybe we we're like the club reps of the naughtiest naughty. That was such a good program. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like
1: original reality TV, but it was just <laughs> drama. It really was just drama. People being sacked left, right and centre, really hardcore managers and things like that. And um, Yeah, that was kind of like, if you want to see what it was like going on a holiday back then, watch club reps if you want to see kind of what it's like today but it's now scripted watch uh, a the weekender mm, you know, it's, mm. it's two in the same but very different
0: we have spoken about because I've seen I've now seen Kevin and Perry we have spoken about Ivy for haven't we wouldn't that be fun
1: I'm really struggling because the sunsets <laughs> are starting to appear in my timeline now and mm. there's nobody at them and I'm just really dying to go don't get me wrong if there wasn't lockdown I probably couldn't go anyway Yeah, but I'm really really feeling it and I feel like now I'm at the point where the lockdown's just making everybody a hippie and it's like I'm going to go on holiday with this person when it's off I'm going to go away this one I'm going to go with my family six times a year you know when we sla- like slam back to reality if, well we're not going to slam Back, but once we are right back, back to in the normal, yup.
0: it's gonna be
1: weird, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I do holidays holiday holiday oh, but we're getting lovely weather really where I am so it's, it's happy yeah, times it's to not bad
0: I've got me sh- well, I haven't got my yeah. shorts on today but normally most days I'm in shorts um, I'm <laughs> supposed to go to Madrid in July I might be going to a festival in Madrid in July and they haven't cancelled nah. it yet um, Taylor Swift was supposed to headline and she's now dropped out so all the fans are like give us our money back Taylor's not coming we're not yeah. coming so it's waiting for the, the cancellation uh, to be honest as soon as this whole thing kicked off uh, my, my head was not thinking about going to Spain and having a, like, a four day festival it's just like I want my money back i need the money to pay rent or you want to survive <laughs> but- <laughs> oh yeah really i don't want to go to the city that's had it no, like i don't live, want to go to the yeah. city that's had it the worst of everyone <laughs> but um we'll see what happens hopefully it happens soon because i could do that extra cash um so this is a special bonus monday episode we had four tracks we didn't have time for this week um we've i, I just personally felt like it was m- it made more sense to chop these out rather than like uh Cut into our brilliant, dazzling, sparkling intellect that we had in the uh, in the episode because I thought this week we, we I, I personally felt like I enjoyed the tracks a lot more than some other weeks uh, and I had a lot more to say about them. We would have really like we would have compromised yeah. everything really had
1: we rushed and tried to get through them, which we did we did in recording. But to bring it down to the time we want the podcast to be, it isn't. It was wasn't sensible to to really do it and it would have come at the cost of other tracks yeah. that needed the the top time really and imagine if people didn't know that Sia was around in the year 2000 originally you know
0: I know mm-hmm. this is one of those things that I would not have known if I hadn't been doing this series
1: yeah I know but
0: I, 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 I haven't haven't heard the track I can't say that I'm that bothered like I can't say that I'm, my life's been changed by it but yeah you know um, I was just thinking I was last night I was, I was at, at four in the morning as you say as I was like trying to get sleep um I was looking at the charts for the year 2020 just out of curiosity to see what would it look like if we did the naughtiest 2020 or whatever. Yeah, And it would be dull, dull, dull. Because such a different time there are some tracks I mean like Lewis Capaldi Someone You Loved has been in the top 10 for this entire year even though it came out last year he's got like two tracks in there Uh, at one point this year there's been three Dua Lipa tracks back to back all I can think of is Scott Mills doing the chart show on Radio 1 and having to like present this show that is essentially the same every week Mm -hmm. just in a slightly different order like The Weeknd's been number one for about 10 of the weeks this year but like broken up by different things like something else comes in at number one then he drops down to two then back at number one again and it's just the chart is really really boring and i found that by, by doing this show i'm enjoying music so much more because it's just more vibrant and more fun and there's more variation like the chart in the year 2000 it moves so quickly so many genres i mean the fact that our episode this week had pop it had like funk it had trance it had like metal it had proper bubblegum pop r&b mm-hmm. rap like eight tracks so different and if you look at the charts now it's just not to sound like an old folk shaking a walking stick being like ah it's not like back in my day but really like uh, uh, what i'm saying is the naughtiest naughtiest, the place to be if you love music right now the there thing is that's weird about it though is actually the current chart you know you're not old the current chart is your era still yeah,
1: you know and I just find it really difficult now because I feel like with streaming there's so much to keep up with and there's so much that can kind of come and go quickly really mm. but um I when I was younger was always like I'm never going to be that person that doesn't keep up with all of the young person cool trends mm. and I've started to lose it in the last few years music wise just because of the nature of things and streaming and all of that but I think looking back this way is really interesting because you know yeah it's, it's diverse and it was harder to get a song in your ears because you had your choice of radio or tv but if you wanted them songs you had to go out and you had to buy them at this point you had to walk to a shop give them cash and come away with a physical copy still yeah you know with this era that we're in and that's interesting and that that shows you the dedication people had to these tracks whereas now you might just be like oh i kind of like that new track from dave don't love it but i'll just buy it for 59p mm-hmm. and you know you haven't got that drive the same way as somebody had to go out and you get Britney Spears oops I did it again you know there wasn't a a queue you weren't waking your mum and dad up at 7 in the morning like we need to be at HMV at (laughs) 9 but it's just just different motivation in this day and age
0: yeah it's funny that physical media is coming around again like not cds but certainly vinyl has been taken up again um and that's how i consume physical music i used to love going and buying singles from like virgin megastore i mean i had a huge huge stack of singles um and i would love that again but it's just it's not a thing It's not a thing.
1: I loved it. I loved going to Virgin Mega Stores and pressing the button because we had one. We had to travel for 30 minutes to get to one. But um, you could go in and just press the button and it would play the song. Mm -hmm. You could stand with your headphones on and listen to the song. And um, we had, in my little town of Limavady, we had a little small music shop called Jingles that originally was a music shop. And then uh, I can kind of look back now and see how times were changing because other items started to slip in. So they started selling piggy banks and birthday balloons and diaries. You know, the shop started to changed into something completely different but it was called jingles because it was a music store but the 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 music section got smaller Mm. and smaller and smaller Mm. but that doesn't exist anymore you know so uh but yeah strange 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 approaches to music Mm. these days but
0: and i do hope that all the physical music stores you know independent record stores and all that kind of thing i hope they all survive after all this is finished i hope that there's still i think a lot of them are still doing business because uh of online but certainly going into a record store and flicking through I mean more often than not I'll go to a record shop and I'll just flick through and just look for a bit Uh because it's nice it's relaxing to kind Mm -hmm. of like feel the records in your hand and just like leaf through them I don't tend to buy them much because they're expensive and I ain't got much money those that that feeling is so nice I do hope that when this gets when this when we're allowed outside again and shops can open again that record stores can like do good business and stay afloat because that's one of the most scary things for me about this this current climate is that a lot of my favorite things are like music are like going to the And all of these industries are a massive, massive threat because of of, of finance. So, if you've got, well, I guess what I want to say is, if you've got expendable money and you can put it towards buying something from an independent shop, then that would be a really good thing. But I know it's really hard because I'm not doing that at the moment. Um, I'm a yeah. bit of a hypocrite, but oh, I do hope there's still good culture when this is finished I mean the Tyneside Cinema in Newcastle has has spoken about being under threat and that is the most scary thing to me ever because I live there that's
1: devastating yeah what we will have though is we'll have singer-songwriters working at home and actually we might see a Surge post it so Mm. it's it's surviving as much as you can and then we might just get some absolute gold off people afterwards
0: it's true um this this could lead to a new a new age of internet music you know we've already got mm-hmm. a big uh foundation of you know internet like artists like clairo who's been like making bedroom pop for years and is now like seen as one of the most one of the most exciting pop names at the moment. And right now, Charlie XCX is doing an album from home uh-huh. um, about kind of about her feelings at this time. Um, she's put it together really quickly. It's got a load of great features on because she's so well connected. Paris Hilton's going to be on the album for some reason. Um, it's so strange, but oh, Jesus. I think in, in terms of creativity, we could get a lot of good stuff out of this. It's just a hope the industry doesn't take too much of a big hit. Yeah, But cert- certainly I think there'll be a lot of good music comes out of this and um, i just don't i hope the isolation thing doesn't turn into i saw an article this week saying like you know we're gonna get all kinds of like coronavirus jokes and ad libs and stuff in rap tracks like we're gonna you know like oh shag that girl so hard i gave her coronavirus or you know those kind of it's just like we're gonna we're gonna get stuff like that and that kind of makes me a bit like oh fuck Uh uh-huh But we'll see what happens. Anyway, we've got four tracks that will not give you coronavirus. Uh, They just won't get anywhere near our top list, unfortunately. They are from uh, Stephen Gately, Top Loader, but first this from York.
1: So this one is the word that I love because you introduced it to me right at the start and it's the thing that justifies samples and covers. This is transformative. Mm. So, so, so good. A big sample of Chris Rhea's On the Beach and particularly the one that charted was the York on the Beach CRW remix.
0: Yes. So this samples the guitar riff and vocal hook from Chris Rhea, 1986 track. On the beach. Actually quite a faithful sample would you agree it's a smart sample
1: because what it sounds like is it sounds like it's a copy of chris ria and then whenever you really zoom in and listen to that guitar everything about it is really bloody smart because they've played perfectly with it yeah. to just completely take his guitar and make it balearic and make it summary and mm. you know everything they put around it it's it's ambient where it needs to be it's pumping where it needs to be the progression's brilliant and you know, it makes the hairs on my arms mm. shoot up when I listen to it all of these years later. And I listen to this track a lot in my every everyday life, really. Mm. But it's still still twenty years later has got hairs on my body standing up.
0: I've heard it a lot on, on your shows, because you play it quite a bit, and I've always liked it and I've always looked forward to it. When I sat down and listened to it, I and I was I was thinking about what makes it work, what doesn't make it work. If we're really breaking it down, I think the production's actually a little bit overblown and overstuffed for my liking like there's just a lot of contrasting loud sounds that kind of clash with each other so I actually found it quite a difficult listen when I really dissected it properly. Maybe it's one of those tracks that I need to hear at a distance. Like if I was on a beach and there was a beach party and it was playing through a speaker that was in a corner somewhere else. But being in close proximity to it, I was a bit like, oh, uh, mm, interesting idea, though. You need to go on a holiday, mate.
1: Yeah. You really need to go on a holiday. And I think if, if that's missing, if it's not giving you the reaction, there's something there that you're not understanding what it. And it's like, you know, the, the baseline in it is a thumping baseline where it's, it's mastered really well. Um, it's maybe have you watched the video even because yeah, the video was yeah, like yeah. sun sea rock party boats friends yachts windsurfing dancing sunsets um, you know what I've put down here listening to it actually it almost made me cry
0: mm, yeah it's and got that it's, it's feeling to it like yeah.
1: once every four weeks really but um, yeah I, I can't figure out what you're missing with this one then if that's the case because it
0: probably is being stuck inside it probably is just being stuck yeah. indoors and
1: having cabin fever yeah it's you might be right maybe, I, maybe I'm maybe i over egging it really if I look the other way but you know for me this one was it was like do you know if you could not use a wavy sound you know like if you don't use the wavy shore in a track but there's a way that you can make a different noise that brings you there Mm. there's nothing to do with water and like aqua in this but it takes you to a shoreline and a coast straight away and chris Rhea doesn't because chris Rhea, even though his is called on the beach his isn't as warm um and you know he's tarnished with the christmas brush still but (laughs) yeah Uh, It's just, I think it's been perfectly played by York, to be fair.
0: Okay. I think maybe if I heard it on a beach, I might feel better. (laughs) But hearing it in my uh, bedroom with very little daylight and uh smells of old plates of chicken then that might be why i'm not really feeling as much but you
1: need to hear it in a travel agents (laughs) when you're looking to book a holiday because then you will go from being a 300 pound self catering to a 900 quid per person all inclusive because that song would do it to you if you were planning a holiday and you were going with the lads and you were going on the sesh and you were going to chill on the beach and you were going to come home paler than you left you know this that song would the travel agents would just take your money What's the travel
0: agent? (laughs) Welcome to 2020, Scott. (laughs) Uh, Right, Dancing in the Moonlight is a song we will cover in the near future, but for now, Top Loader on their debut track, Achilles' Heel. I'll be the first person to say that this isn't Dancing in the Moonlight and that's my issue with it. <laughs> and actually, that's probably, I would say, I'm not going to use the word issue because I don't
1: have an issue with it at all, but yeah. being really aware that Dancing in the Moonlight is coming changes everything. Yeah. But this was a re-release, got to number 64 in 99. They then did a re-release, which I think was a correct decision um, because they also re-released Dancing in the Moonlight, so which I yeah, yeah, number yeah. 19. And they actually had it got had dancing in the moonlight the first time got to number 10 we'd have already discussed it in this podcast but it didn't perform Mm. but we will be talking about it soon but this one immediately just has a beautiful piano it immediately goes into a vocal hook the story and stuff and it's relevant really because you know everyone has got like a person a place or a thing that's exciting but it really puts you at risk in some way shape or form or like even makes you a danger to yourself really Mm. but yeah dancing in the moonlight is common Mm-hmm. And this one, we probably don't need to egg. Although Dancing in the Moonlight isn't, doesn't chart much higher. But, no. you know, Dancing in the Moonlight is a completely different song and it's an engaging song and it's a it's a people song. It is. It,
0: it reminds us of happy times and supermarket adverts. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that this progressed from what was quite a slow start. I was worried that it might be one of those tracks that's just like a plodding, uh, Ricky Martin kind of ballady Um it didn't really go anywhere enjoyable for me though. It did. It did progress, but it didn't really go anywhere that I was a big fan of. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but as a as a debut single, as an opening gambit, as a little teaser of what's to come, there is signs that things will get better from here. It's not a bad start. It's not a bad foundation. I like the instrumentation more than his vocals. I find him very overwrought and very mm-hmm. hard to really get engaged by. But you know what? It's 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 fine. But it's nowhere near a. Contender or anything remotely no good for me. Sorry. What
1: I'm discovering as the weeks go on is because I listen to our Spotify playlist, and as the as we add tracks to it each week and as it gets bigger, what happens is I'm been way more serious and i'm going through and hiding some songs Mm. you know there's some songs now that even though we've discussed them in the podcast i don't want them to spit out and i think achilles heel i'll not hide until we get dancing in the moonlight and i'm not going to want two top loaders on my playlist Mm. so i will hide achilles heel and i'll keep dancing in the moonlight active until until i feel necessary to hide that but i don't think with dancing in the moonlight i will particularly hide it i'll surprise myself if i do but yeah achilles heel i will hide it eventually Really, if I'm honest.
0: That's an interesting point. We will get there soon, I think. Next few months, I think we get Dancing in the Moonlight. Yep. Yeah, cool. I look forward to it. Right, we will close out the episode with a double single. Haven't had one for a while. This one is the debut solo single from Boyzones, Stephen Gately. New beginning, first of all, and Bright Eyes we'll get to very soon, but this is New Beginning.
1: I thought whenever i saw the track listing for this week that this was going to be one of the ones that i redis or i discovered for the first time because i didn't think i was going to know it and then mm. pressed play in it and completely forgot it existed and remember at the time it being compared to a robbie williams track because yeah yeah it sounded like a robbie track and it was just like a bit of an unexpected one from stephen gately and to mm. me this could be like a bit of an unexpected earworm really
0: i can't hear it in my head but i'd Remember being okay with it at the time. So Stephen was essentially first out of the gates, wasn't he? After Boyzone split in November of '99, he's the first person that we've come across to release a solo single. Yep. He seems happy. He seems like certainly the the, the vibe of the song, the vibe of the new beginning. Um, this seems like him finding himself finally after seven years. He even says, he you know, like seven years" in the song. Um, he seems to have found himself. He seems to have found peace. He seems happy in the video. Or alternatively, is this a song about him coming out after seven years in the spotlight, having to hide who he was? He's now finally accepted and 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 come out as as gay. Um, I was reading online that when he joined Boyzone, Louis Walsh said, "You know, we had to kind of keep it a secret because being being a gay man at that time wasn't wasn't going to sell you records. It was going to be a divisive thing. It would be a controversial move." Um, what what do you what how did you interpret the song how did you find it i still well
1: the weird thing is is if you look at wikipedia wikipedia actually quote louis walsh before Stephen gailey had died saying he maybe wouldn't have even put him in the band if he was gay because Mm. it didn't sell which was pretty shocking at that point yeah um but for me for me i think it's a fill in the blanks i think it's what you want it to be and it's a it's a contrast between you know boyzone's been and done he's doing his own thing but also you know There was so much, so much scandal in the press about Stephen being gay because he was blackmailed, pretty Mm. much. Somebody threatened out him in 1999. And, you know, 1999 doesn't feel very long away, but things were pretty different back then about Mm, sexuality. And, you know, it took a long time for people to even kind of adapt to Elton John being gay. And if Elton John hadn't necessarily been seen as being so artistic and, you know, creative, then it mightn't have even been accepted for him. But, Mm. you know... There, there was just a lot of elements about this time that were just really, really sad for Stephen, you know, when we lost him, you know, and um, in was it what year was it that we lost him? Was it 2009 we lost him, which was just absolutely heartbreaking just from an undiagnosed heart condition. But mm. I think just everything about this now in reflection is just a little bit sad. But I do think that the I think the the, the tracks of fill in the blanks take from it what you want. But yeah, it, it means different things to different people. And that's quite smart yeah. and well done to Stephen. Number three in the charts.
0: So that was the A-side, and the B-side was, bizarrely, a cover of Art Garfunkel's 1979 track Bright Eyes, which is best known from the film animated TV thing about rabbits, Watership Down. So fun fact, I have performed this on stage before. Have you? Tell us more. Yeah. Video evidence will exist somewhere. So when I was in the Scouts, there's a thing called the Newcastle Gang Show. It's a big stage performance that we put on uh, in the Scouts. Everyone gets together from the region and puts on a big stage performance. Um, This one was at the People's Theatre in Heaton, just around the corner from me. Uh, I did two. I think I nearly did three, but I dropped it halfway through because I got no good parts one (laughs) year. I was a diva, even at uh, at 11 years old. Um, I can't remember if I was dressed as a rabbit or not. I don't remember what the exact reason for doing Bright Eyes was, but in my head, it makes sense that we were doing some kind of Watership Down scene. I don't know for certain, but the DVD exists. It's kicking around somewhere. It might be at home. I can't go and get it now for obvious reasons, but I think if I can find it when we're at a lockdown... I'll see if I can find the video of me performing bright eyes on stage it's Brilliant. an emotional track and it reminds it reminds me of that time so see it is emotional. when I saw it yeah. yeah I mean Watership down itself is very emotional because you know dead rabbits um but I so 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 this one particularly it's it starts off essentially the same as the original which I'm guessing you've, you've heard as well, Scott. I know, like, it's not, they aren't in my back catalogue or anything like that, but I haven't yeah. had to do my
1: research. And I, I find it really difficult to listen to, Me to be too. fair, because, you know, being, being Irish, I've got a real big attachment to Stephen Gately, and I just find the whole thing pretty sad and I was trying to not bum myself out anymore. Yeah. So, much, so I had to go and research something more positive about him. But
0: mm, Yeah, it's mm. it's sad. It kind of turns into a Balearic slow jam with like sort of like R&B sort of slow funk mm-hmm. vibes and yeah. I just I didn't I didn't like it. I'm sorry. I know it's I know it's not a very on message to say I didn't like it, but I didn't at all. Um I think the strength of the Art Garfunkel one is just how simple it is yeah. and this really goes against that just for like just just for kind of difference sake. Um, so unfortunately I didn't like it, but I do like new beginning a lot more. So we're going to, we're going to end on a positive note.
1: I, we can end on a bigger positive because right, this is something that you just need to go on Google. And I feel like it gives you like a Google to do list every week, whenever we do an episode, but you just need to, you need to, you need to experience something that with Boyzone. So, um, Liam, are you partial to Gayburn? Uh, always. Always. So we had in Ireland a late, late show with Gayburn, which used to be our weekend or late night TV watching. A bit like watching Graham Norton these days or something like Jimmy Kimmel. But uh, years and years and years ago before Boys Home were a thing. I think there was actually six members in at this point uh, there was a production and a performance by boys Home where Gaburn pretty much rips him and just like jokes with him is like so you don't, you don't play instruments instruments don't write your own songs what, what do you do and they're like we dance and half of the band are standing there in dungarees topless <laughs> with pecs and stuff um, but it just cuts into a track called Light My Fire by Clubhouse and you've got Ronan Keaton and Stephen Gately raving and proper this is what I'm talking about in my high school discos this is what we danced like so Stephen Gately and Ronan Keaton going for it this is exactly what my discos were like but that from this podcast because this is quite a sad ending go and watch the gay burn performance of Boy Zone on the late late show and watch that because it is the best four minutes of your life <laughs> it is just absolutely brilliant and i think that the video that's likely to come back is um i can't remember the british guy who used to do like a, a satire show um angus deaton that is sorry angus deaton introducing it and narrating it and it's just like pretty funny and he ends on a really funny thing about like a circular crotch grab by one of the uh, <laughs> one of the boys on groups. so really really good but stephen gately gone way too soon but please, yeah. to remember him in the funniest of ways, go and watch The Late Late Show with Gayburn. Search for Boys on.
0: Last week, we mentioned that there was a new album coming out uh, called Sawayama from Rina Sawayama. Uh, yes. I have now heard it. I have cried a lot. It is one of the most Aww. beautiful pop records uh, of, of, of a good long while. And that comes not long after Dua Lipa as well, which was also exceptional. Mm-hmm. But she has made no secret of saying that this album is very much inspired by the noughties, which is obviously what we're talking about, especially the early noughties (laughs) where we are now. So Mm -hmm. she's been doing interviews and press and stuff, and she said to BBC that the influence was chart music, and in the charts, the early 2000s were chaotic. You had New Metal one week and Bubblegum Pop the next, (laughs) and then Pharrell and Timberland pushing R&B the following week. I love all that music, so I wanted to mishmash it into the record. It's very pure. I wasn't trying to be cool. Well I can say Arena you have Made it very very cool um, But the influences That are on this record Are incredible In terms of what We're doing here Like she's just Hitting all our sweet spots She's just pushing Every single button It's like It's like, <laughs> it's, like it's been Made for us So she's She's spoken about Being influenced by Britney and Jojo And NERD, wow. Which is an interesting like, Mashup of like Sort of pop and R&B mm-hmm. But then Pitchfork Have also said like Evanescence and Corn, Which kind of influences The sort of darker Side of things The BBC is saying Destiny's Child For that R&B <laughs> sort of thing in Timberland Mm -hmm. and Pharrell NPR System of Down and she herself said that the first gig that she went to uh, was either HSA or S Club 7 I mean Rena, Re- I think we need to be friends I think we need to have you on the show first of all but also just become like lifelong friends after that because it feels like we're made for each other How weird is it going to be for her though because she's probably like in her radio career at some point going to get like
1: interviewed by Mylene Class out of hearsay <laughs> She's going to lose it isn't she She's going to lose it when she meets Mylene
0: I will say that I-, I-, I listened to the album for the first time in Tesco last week on my uh, government sponsored uh, allow Al- Al- out of you know being out of the house and the track Bad Friend has like synthesized vocals where all the instrumentation kind of cuts out. Is, I'm so good at crashing and making sparks and shit, but then I'm a bad, I'm a bad, I'm a bad friend, so don't ask me where I've been, been avoiding everything. Harmonisation of like robot, robot, robotic vocals, and it literally hit me so hard that I was crying in Tesco, and that's mm-hmm. the first time it's happened, believe it or not. I mean, apart from the time I had no white chocolate milk left. Then, then, then also this
1: <laughs> Would you still cry if it was not locked down in Tesco?
0: I'm not going to lie it's all building up and I have had a few weeks now where I've been like I feel like I should have cried at least once by now and I've spoken to people and they've said oh yeah I've cried by now and I've cried and I've cried and I'm like why have I not cried mm-hmm. yet? I mean Rena, yes but I'm, I'm, it needs to happen at home I think being in Tesco is heightened heightened sense of where I was I think I want to cry at home I think it might happen today because as we're recording this in about four hours' time, the brand new track from the 1975 is coming out. We've all been waiting for it for about three months, and um, I'm gonna blub until there's no tears left in my body. I think that's what's gonna happen. Interesting, and I'm thinking,
1: you know, really, we should really have Rina Sawayama sponsor this whole podcast, really, if she's like just a mashup of everything that we're doing. I think her so. album could be like an advert for this actual thing. <laughs>
0: there you go that was the first bonus the naughtiest naughty extra on itv two plus one or whatever um <laughs> scott how do you feel about that <laughs> i know for a fact that york on the beach is one of your favorite tracks in terms of dance music I still love it still love 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 it happy track for me again
1: i want to book a holiday off yeah. the back of it that's yeah. that's how it's done but it's a strong track my wife actually said that she thinks I over-egg it a little bit, really, because she was there for this track too. And she knows the the breadth of stuff within dance music. And I think I like it more than her. And that always makes me nervous whenever she doesn't like stuff as much as me. But, um, you know, we're two people, really. But yeah, still love it. Still makes me feel joy.
0: And Stephen Gately as well. A very emotional doubleheader especially to consider what happened you know
1: that's really sad that is really really sad and really difficult and i think you know being from northern ireland you know i lived in two charts i lived in two sets of radio and there was this massive attachment to boyzone really and Stephen and Stephen was just like the loveliest person ever and you know in the in the music world he's still renowned as just being one of the nicest guys that you've ever really experienced and the most grateful and the most humble too Mm.
0: so next week we will have two number ones including billy piper and sonique there will be some Darude sandstorm there will be a track from bon jovi some travis bit of pink and the return of dj luck and mc neat who we spoke very fondly of in the uh, first few weeks of the show we did yes Mm. so that's on friday some might spill into monday this is how it's going to work kind of from now on but hopefully it works out for everyone i think what I want now more than ever is more content to consume so hopefully our listeners feel the same way yes and I'd really (laughs) love to get your thoughts and your predictions as to what's happening or things that you're loving
1: Mm -hmm. where you disagree with us but yeah let us let us know what's going on in your world at the moment and um, yeah use this for positivity yeah and communicate with us thank you very much
0: yes Uh, naughty00pod at twitter and email uh, at gmail.com facebook and instagram are tnnpod scott thank you very much Uh, I'll let you go and get your child from school (laughs) Liam thank you very much cheers thank you thank you <laughs>